Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Monday, August the 22nd, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show and every day this week, we're talking about food. You might be wondering what food and real estate have to do with each other. Hopefully, by the end of the week, I'll connect the dots for you in what is an extremely important topic. Successful investing, just like in team sports, requires a strong offense. But equally important and far less exciting is a strong defense. And that conservative defensive posture requires an understanding of the risks. We're hearing about how the war in the Ukraine is leading to food shortages all over the world. But I'm here to tell you that the seeds of food shortages have been building long before the war in the Ukraine. In fact, the conditions have been building for many years. On today's show and all of this week, we're going to look at different aspects of why we have food shortages. If you go back to the 1980s, our global population has been growing at about 1.5% a year. Our demand for agricultural grains has also been growing at about 1.5% per year, roughly in line with global population growth. And with modern technology, the growth in supply has been keeping pace with the growth in demand. In fact, it's been slightly exceeding the growth in demand over that time period. But since the year 2000, the global demand for grain has been growing much faster, at about 2.5% a year, faster than the population is growing. So the question is why? Are we all just eating more? Are we all just going to get fat? Turns out that in poor countries, where per capita GDP is around $500 a year, a population largely subsists on a starch-based diet consisting of rice and wheat-based foods like bread. But in most developed countries, we find the diet is largely based on animal protein. When all of a sudden, instead of $500 per capita GDP, you're up at $2,000 per capita GDP, and then $5,000 per capita GDP, you actually want to consume more animal protein, a lot more. There are only a few countries that have managed to break above that $2,000 per capita GDP. The good news is, we've made dramatic steps to erase poverty in a number of countries. But raising animal protein requires much more resources than growing plant-based food. Cows, for example, consume 70% of their intake by foraging on grass and things that would not be suitable for human consumption. The remainder consists of grains, and it takes two and a half times the weight in grain to raise that same amount in meat. So a pound of meat takes two and a half pounds of grain. So as people in developing countries change their dietary preference to consuming more meat, the demand for grain is rising faster than the population. You can see, obviously, one of the reasons why this started in the late 1990s and 2000. The grain consumption began to pivot upward hugely because of the entrance of China into this period of rapidly increasing animal protein consumption. China went from 500 per capita GDP in the mid-1990s to basically 10,000 per capita GDP today. And what's happened is their animal protein consumption has increased fourfold. But we have a huge number of countries that have varied populations that are only now beginning to enter this period of rapid animal protein consumption. We're also seeing that crops are being impacted by water shortages all over the world. This too is a limiting factor. Now we've reported extensively on this channel about the water shortages in the southwest of the United States. But it's more than the U.S., Mexico, and parts of Europe are under severe drought. In fact, this week, the city of Monterey in Mexico has been without water for several hours each day due to extreme heat and drought. According to the Mexican National Water Commission, eight of Mexico's 32 states are under moderate and extreme drought conditions, with 1,546 out of Mexico's 2,463 towns in the country suffering water shortages. In mid-July, 48% of Mexico's territory was under drought conditions. 
20% over last year's number, forcing some residents to line up for water at government distribution centers. Now, the south of Mexico has more water available, and it's led Mexico's leader, Mr. Obrador, to proclaim that beer production should be moved there. In 2021, Mexico was the leading world exporter of beer, with 94% of the drinks headed to the U.S. In 2019, the country exported more than $5 billion in beer. Northern Mexico is home to some of the largest beer factories in the world, including Corona, with a factory that can produce a million bottles a day. There's Heineken, Modelo, Dos Equis. But you also have beer and other crops competing with cattle for water. Beef is one of the most water-intensive of all animals. It takes 1,847 gallons of water to produce a pound of beef. So we can expect that as countries like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Vietnam, and the Philippines and Indonesia have their GDP grow, demand for animal proteins will follow the trajectory that we've seen in other countries. Now there's a link between this kind of economic growth and energy consumption, but we'll talk about that another day. Once a country reaches a certain level of per capita GDP, around $2,000, energy demand begins to move sharply higher. At the end of the 20th century, we had about 700 million people going through this period of accelerating energy demand at any given moment in time. But in the early 2000s, this number surged and has continued to grow ever since. We now estimate that over 4 billion people, about half the world's population, is in or nearing the middle part of their economic development. And this has resulted in much higher than expected energy demand almost every year since 2003. As we'll learn later this week, there's a link between energy demand, energy prices, and food. But the fact is inescapable. The changing global demand for animal protein has caused an acceleration in demand that exceeds the current supply. The result is a shortage in agricultural output relative to global demand. All of that is independent of the war in the Ukraine. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.